College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my fellow football priest. You know him. You love him. You're going to see him in living color, in the flesh, in just a few weeks' time at the MHH Meet and Greet Week 3. Zach Kelberman. Zach, dude, it's Labor Day. What are you doing working tonight, bro? Are you just some kind of sick football maniac? You must be one of those football priests. It is Seahawks week after all. You know, we're officially in week one game mode preparation now. Scott and I on the podcast last night broke down the Seahawks and how we feel the Broncos should have relatively no issue with Seattle on Monday night. This time next week, Chad, we'll be witnessing the birth of Russell Wilson's first win in a Broncos uniform. So I have no problem working this holiday. It's so exciting. We are finally in game week, like a real regular season game week. The Broncos this week, dude, they're going to be grinding that tape. I mean, they've been spending the last two weeks, if not the entire offseason, looking at Seattle, but uh, Seattle goes under the, the crosshair, so to speak, and it's going to be fun to see how it all shakes out. But, Zach, before we get to some matters of business, let's break down the main topic of tonight's live stream podcast here at Mile High Huddle, the Denver Broncos. I'm going to let you break it down for everybody, but they signed a wide receiver who maybe at some point in the not-too-distant past caught a pass in practice from Tom Brady. Tell us about this guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was with the Bucks last. They had him on a reserve futures contract. He was cut last month. But this is a fifth-year former undrafted free agent. Played his college ball at little-known Limestone University. Raise your hand if you've heard of that. Uh, no hands raised. You know, as a collegian, he had 2,300 yards, 153 catches, 11 touchdowns. He hasn't done much in the NFL. You know, he's played with the Texans. He made five starts for the Jets over the 2019 and 2020 seasons, 22 games in total, 238 scoreless yards and 18 catches. But he's a bigger guy. Uh, I think he's 6'3", 205 in that range. And he also runs a sub 440. So this is a... Ooh. Almost like a Jalen Virgil, but a little faster. That's how I kind of profile um, uh, Vincent Smith. Very unique spelling on Vincent, by the way. But as a practice squad receiver, you know, you could do a lot worse. They now have three receivers on their taxi squad. It's now Smith, Kendall Hinton, and Darius Shepard. So that's the reserve options in Denver right now. To quote, you know, Zach does a good job being comprehensive on these 
relative no-name pickups. He does his research before he, he does the report. Pulling this quote from NFL.com draft czar Lance Zerline, who wrote, quote, traits-based prospect with outstanding combination of size, speed, and explosiveness to make a team, but lacking in the fundamentals to contribute early on. So, Zach, he says he should be able to improve his route work quickly, but his ball skills and instincts will be a more difficult challenge for whoever takes him on the third day of the draft. Did he go undrafted? Yes. Yeah, that's what you said. So Smith's traits could lead him to a role of a field stretcher with underneath routes to complement a better athlete than receiver at this point and could take a couple years to develop. So a couple years have transpired, Zach. What else do we – I mean, what, what's, what have we heard about how come he flamed out in Tampa Bay? I just think they had a surplus of weapons there, and uh, there was just not a path to playing time. So, again, we're not relying on Vincent Smith to be the number one receiver in Denver, nor the two, three, four, five, six for that matter. He's pretty much filling the spot left behind by Seth Williams, who the Jaguars uh, signed and pretty much claimed off the Broncos over the weekend. So as a guy you develop on the practice squad, when you already have your litany of weapons as you do around Russell Wilson, it can't hurt to take a flyer. No doubt about it. Um, the Denver Broncos are pretty stacked already at wide receiver. This we know. But it doesn't hurt to throw. Look, they they lost Seth Williams, right? Seth Williams, uh, first of all, he passed through waivers. Or no, did he pass through waivers? Or was he was he claimed on waivers, Zach? Or did he sign with the practice squad? I'm pretty sure he, he uh, cleared waivers and was yeah. signed as a free agent. Sorry, I've been I've been up in the boonies for a couple of days. I've been disconnected since uh, since Friday, so I didn't want to say anything erroneous. But either way, you lose Seth Williams, who was that kind of bigger bodied, go up and get the ball guy, gives you a little bit of a vertical threat in terms of you know fifty fifty my ball, not so much speed. This guy sounds like Smith Zach. He can give you the speed component, sub four four at six foot three, two hundred two pounds. Plus, you know he's he. Uh, can give you maybe some underneath stuff, as uh, Zerline wrote there. I think we're all overrating Seth Williams just a little bit, though. I mean, Broncos country is acting like they lost prime Randy Moss. This was a guy who was barely roster eligible. There's a reason why he was going to end up on the practice squad, if anything. So if you if you swap out a Seth Williams for a Vincent Smith, it's either a lateral move or an upgrade on the practice squad for the Broncos. That's the way I see it. KB, are we going to see you? At the meet and greet. I hope so, bud. He said, I miss your Musk for what it's worth. I really do. He says, does Kenneth Booker. And thank you for the super chat, big dog. What's the over-under on Montreal, Washington, uh, having kick returns over 40 yards? So how many 40-yard kick returns? What's the over-under on that, Zach? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I was just going to say five. Yeah, five. I would say five. Would you take the over or the under? College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. 
It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. I mean, I don't honestly like it's tough because I don't see the Broncos defense letting up uh, a lot of points where it would give Montreal a chance to return kicks. But based on his uh, play in the preseason, his speed, I'm taking the over. I don't know how many touchdowns he'll have or, you know, 70 yard returns, let's say. But I think he's going to bust about six uh, 40 plus yarders. The guy is incredible to watch. Real quick, before we dive right back into the chat, we want to see what's on everybody's mind. We see some supers, some topics, some questions that uh, we will be getting to here shortly. But apologies, I wasn't planning on missing yesterday's podcast because we were planning on doing the announcement of the red carpet winners for YouTube and Facebook last night, but I got caught up, so we're doing it tonight. And we're going to get to that here in just a minute. Real quick, gang, some fundamentals, some fundamental matters of business. Make sure you are following the main podcast account on Twitter at, and this has changed, at the MHH pod. Pretty easy to remember, at the MHH pod. Also, our main account, at Mile High Huddle. All right, go to huddleuppod.com and get your swag on. Yeah, it's the Mile High Huddle. We huddle up. Go to the huddleuppod.com, get your swag on. Get yourself one of these, these nice hats, dude. These things are dope. Uh, T-shirts. Anything you might need. It's a little something-something to help make you uh, – Rep the brand, looking good. Look, repping your colors too, right? We're never going to spit too many colors that aren't Denver Broncos colors. And repping the brand. We appreciate it. It's another way to support what we're doing here. And you get a little something in exchange. And then don't forget to go leave your five-star review on Apple Podcasts for a chance to win some swag each and every month. We'll do an announcement on who won for the month of August here in a little bit. But first things first, Zach, we must unveil the winner of the YouTube Super Chat Superstar Red Carpet Treatment. Now, what is this? In lieu of a jersey, in lieu of things like that, we decided to shake things up. It was the offseason. It was something different. So our top Super Chat Superstars, top three finishers, name going a hat, randomly select that person, all right? Um, all you got to do is get to Denver. You come to the Mecca, and then we can, we'll put you up in a hotel. You hang out with us all day for the meet and greet. We'll get you a ticket to the game. It'll be a gas, all right? And so we pick one person randomly selected from the top contributors, top three on each, cumulatively over June, July, August, all right? And the winners, let's start with the ladies first here, Zach, on YouTube. The Duchess, Michaela Parker, gets the red carpet treatment. Now, Michaela, since since you're in Denver, no problem for you getting there. And, hey, we're still happy to put you up in a hotel if that's what you want. You know, we absolutely would be happy to do that. But at the very least, we want and and look forward to hanging out with you. And uh, if you plan on going to the game this time, I'm pretty sure she didn't go to the game last time. She came and hung out for a little while, Zach, but I don't think she went and caught the game. So we'd love to buy you a ticket to the game and you come hang out with us and watch a football game. It'll be fun. Michaela Parker, thank you for all that you do for MHH. And congratulations on winning the YouTube side of the red carpet uh, treatment. 
very well deserved for the lady in red, one of the Mount Rushmore supporters of the podcast. And uh, I think she said she didn't watch the game last time. Well, Michaela, that's going to change. Come week three, you're going to see another Broncos victory against Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers in prime time. Can't wait to meet you again. You were a blast last time. Looking forward to it again. Okay. On Facebook, here's your winner. Gary Leeds Palmer is the winner of the red carpet treatment. Now, Gary Leeds Palmer, brother, all you got to do is get there. And somewhere in the back of my mind, now that I'm saying this, isn't Gary Leeds, hasn't he already let us know he's maybe going to be there? Either way, if you already plan to be there, you've already traveled, let us get your hotel. If you've already got a ticket to the game, cool. We'll find another way to make up for that if you already have a ticket to the game. That's nagging at me now. It seems like he told us he's going to be there. Either way, you won, all right? And so if you don't need a hotel and you don't need a ticket, come hang out with us. And if you do need those things, we look forward to providing it. Cause Gary, you are a great supporter of us here. We love you. We appreciate you big dog. Yeah. I think chase uh, said something more witty than I was going to say. The, the notorious GLP. That's definitely uh, pretty funny and dead on accurate. He is a legend around these parts and Gary, congratulations. Can't wait to see you in just a few weeks. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. All right. So let's, uh, let's put a pin on that for just a minute. All right. And by the way, Michaela and Gary, I will be reaching out uh, via email, and we'll start making whatever arrangements. You can let me know what your plans are. Let us know, Zach and I and Scott, what arrangements we need to make in terms of if you do want to stay in a hotel, et cetera, et cetera. We'll get, we'll get into that on a private uh, thread on, uh, on an email. So look for that here in the next 24 hours. Uh, Sam Bam, bro, what's going on, dude? Love you, big dog. Love you. Appreciate all that you do. Uh, you were close to being in the top three. So close. So close, dude. But, hey, it counts, dude. It helps us, keeps the lights on. And I know I just cut off in mid-sentence. But this is for you, bro. You see? This is a Demarius Thomas jersey that three, four months ago was like, good luck finding one of those on the internet, blue. That's for you, all right? So I'll send that out to you um, tomorrow, this week. Appreciate all that you do for us, Sam. He says, good evening. One week until the Broncos get back to winning ways. Also, I received my hat in the mail. Dope. And got my profile pic updated with it. Thanks, go Broncos. That's right. That's right. I can see it. It looks dope. You see that design? Zach, I don't think you've seen one of those hats in the flesh yet. Those are dope. I, I like the way that looks, Sam. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, Sam's rocking it pretty good, and I hope you uh, enjoy it and appreciate your support as always. And now you got a DT jersey coming your way. Man, it's like Christmas in September. Howie freaking day. What's freaking going on, my dog? Great to see you. Thank you for the stars, bro. Hope, you know, we want to meet and see as many of you as possible at the meet and greet on September 25th. Obviously, that goes without saying. Howie, we hope you're one of them, big dog. It would be fun to chop it up with you a little bit before the Niners game. Same with you, Phil. Are you going to be able to make it to the meet and greet? Let us know. Thank you for the stars, as always, my friend. And yes, let's ride MHH for life, big dog. GLP says, good afternoon. Thanks for letting us know the latest. Go Broncos. Let's ride. You got it, my friend. Um, Zach, uh, Marcus Lewis Henna from across the pond says, hi, guys. Love and respect to you and all MHH and Broncos fans from the UK. Cannot wait for the game on Monday. I know. It's going to be here before you know it. How I wonder how close you are, Marcus, to London, where that game is going to be played, your Denver Broncos, later this fall. I'm just curious because we're kind of bandying about 
the idea of doing a meet and greet in the UK for that game. So if you guys are going to be here for that, let us know in the, in the chat, Marcus, you too, bud. Thanks Marcus. Okay. I see, uh, hang tight, hang tight. Um, Oh, let me get rid of that real quick. Booyah. Okay. I see the Duchess throwing down a very generous super chat. Love you, Michaela. Thank you, Michaela. The winner. And, and, she keeps going strong, helping us keep the lights on. She says, thank you guys for all you do to brighten up my life. You brighten our life. Trust. She says, yes, I'd love to go to the game with you guys. Much love to my MHH family. If somebody needs a hotel room, I'm perfectly willing to give it up. I don't need one. So that's another option. That's another option. You know, we'll uh, communicate with us. Michaela's keeping it open as a possibility. So communicate with us or Michaela. Michaela knows how to get in touch with Zach and I. So, Talk to Michaela if uh, you might be in need in the Mile High City. Love you, Michaela. I said so well-deserved, and Michaela's proving that with gusto. So appreciate you, Michaela, as always. And again, I can't wait to see you in just a few weeks. It's going to be dope. Uh, all right, Zach, let's get to uh, some content here, some some topics. Back to the, to the Broncos talk. Albert, what's up, bro? It's good to see you. Um, and also, I'm sorry, guys. I got to do this real quick. Travis as well. Good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. Um, okay. So what's the if there's anything nagging at you about week one against the Seahawks? I know you're feeling pretty confident about Denver's outlook in this game and Russ getting his revenge and getting the, all that. But if there's anything nagging at you about this game, what would it be? Seahawks fans who just keep trolling my mentions on Twitter and social media. I mean, they're just obnoxious and uh, bitter X syndrome really taking place. You know, we talked about derangement syndrome with Drew Locke last year. The Seahawks are afflicted with that uh, 10 times over. I mean, they're calling Russell Wilson mid. Then what does that make Geno Smith or Drew Locke? Is that stems and seeds and sticks? That's pretty much where they're at a quarterback and they're clowning on the Broncos. I don't know why they just uh, can't get over that divorce, but specifically it's still going to be the O-line. You know, it's still the weakest point on this roster to me. I'm even willing to be okay with inside linebacker, defensive line, uh, parts of the secondary. But that tackle situation, a hobble Billy Turner or just barely recovered Billy Turner coming off surgery, hasn't played one snap. Neither has the whole offensive line together. And who's behind him? I mean, just a collection of less than Jags. So still, the offensive line, but specifically right tackle, is still the the uh, thorn in my side for the Broncos. It's true. We just don't yet know how college can be expensive but saving now can help your students save later give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. 
they want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. How Billy Turner is going to look? We haven't seen him yet. Now, I, I guess we can take some measure of comfort and confidence, Zach, in the fact that we know the Broncos have very high confidence, seemingly anyway, in Billy Turner and his availability and then his you know wherewithal to uh, show up and do work at right tackle, even though he's not really done anything at football speed or football, uh, you know, physical, whatever intensity, I guess is the word I'm looking for since before he got hurt in Green Bay. Uh, Marcus says, I'm around 80 miles from Sirenchester in the Cotswolds. Hey, man, I might have like, you know, 25% UK DNA, according to Ancestry.com or something, but I don't know if I pronounced that right. Sirenchester? Sirenchester. I don't know. Okay, so 80 miles. I still don't know relative to where that is to London. Sorry, dude. I'm, I'm not a – I wasn't a geography major. I know this probably surprises you guys. You know, I was one of those troublemakers that just wanted to daydream about football and music. Yeah, I was one of those. You know, I'm still one of those people who when I'm driving on a road, I don't know, like a highway. I don't look for the, the three smaller cities. I look for the big town that's like a couple hundred miles away. So, Marcus, tell us how far you are from London. Give us a better idea. But none of those words mean anything to me either. It's Churinchester, Churin, Sirenchester. I don't know. Let us know how to pronounce it. Yeah. We don't want to keep butchering it. Yes, indeed. Um, but Zach, I mean, it, I don't want to get people's hopes up too much here, but little birdie told me that you and Scott are maybe hatching a plan for something across the pond. I don't know. Maybe that little birdie ain't never lied, Chad. So, uh, we're trying to get something together and, uh, that would be pretty fun. It wouldn't be the scale that we're going to do for the week three game, but if we can get something smaller and UK based for our supporters out there, it should be a rowdy time. It'll heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, Zach, if there's anything bugging me about this game, like nagging at all, it's really more about just the, okay, hold on. I'm going to put a pin in this for a second. We're, we're seeing where this is at Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire. Is that how you say that? Okay. All right. Two hour, 42 minute ride drive ish. Uh-huh. That's from London to Gloucestershire. Okay. Hey, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. It can be done. It can be done. Zach, it's the for me at the Seattle game, it's the it's all the intangible uh juju about this game and the revenge aspect. I I think back to uh I'm sorry to draw the parallel to Peyton Manning in his first year or the early days of the Manning era in Denver, Zach, but his triumphant return uh to to Lucas Oil Stadium to get his revenge, he got popped in the in the grill, dude. The Broncos got handled by the Colts the first time, and it was in Indy. And then uh, I, I want to say the the next time they met was in that playoff game in the divisional round in which the Broncos, no one felt like playing football that day except C.J. Anderson. Broncos fans would probably remember that. And then the last time they met, the Broncos won. So So Peyton did get to – Check that box to where he's defeated all 32 teams in the league, et cetera, et cetera. I hope that's not what happens in this case. It's just that weird 
you don't know. I mean, the bulletin board material right now in Seattle, Zach, I mean, in that locker room, it is formidable. And I, I just don't think we should sleep on that completely. Well, that's what happens when you're almost touchdown home dogs to your former quarterback in prime time, you know? So I can understand the, the saltiness from the Seahawks side of the motivation, but Scott and I talked about it last night. The Broncos can't go into that game like the Cowboys did against the Broncos last year. Just completely full-headed, overconfident, think they're going to walk right over the Seahawks because on paper they're inferior. If they have that mindset, they might lose, probably will lose that game. They have to treat them like any other team. Everyone's 0-1-0 right now. If they take care of the football, play their brand of football, if they look more like they did against the Vikings than the Bills, they'll have no problems with Seattle in week one. If I get to like a football thing, what is it, if if anything, Zach, about the way Seattle is currently constructed that the Broncos should fear? Obviously, they're going to be taking them seriously. It's an NFL game any given Sunday. But is there a component to this team that Broncos need to really be wary of? I would say the receivers, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are pretty good. They have Noah Fan, who I'm not – you know, holding my breath on performing like a first round pick in Seattle. They have a decent backfield, um, but I don't think you're going to fear the quarterback. You're not going to fear some of the players in the trenches. They have a couple of good players in the secondary, but overall this roster is just not as good as the Broncos 1v1. You know, you match up, you go uh, position by position. The Broncos win almost every single matchup there. So maybe receivers, I'll go there. I'm curious to hear what you guys think. And thank you, Marcus, pronounced Siren. Oh, man, Siren. Okay, Siren, I guess, is why he he spelled it literally. Sirenster? Sirenchester? Sirenchester. I don't know. I suck. But, uh, hey, I know more about geography in the U.K. now than I did before this podcast started, so appreciate that. Um, okay, let me, see, uh, let me see what's on everybody's mind here. Uh, Travis Weber. Not knowing how our ones are going to perform. Yes, it's the Seahawks, but it's a new system. Zach, a new QB will probably see some rust. What say you? New QB for the Broncos, but an old quarterback for the Seahawks. And the team, the Russell, what Russell Wilson knows best is the team he's facing in week one. And I know they, they changed defensive coordinators and they changed up their playbook, but he knows the players on the other side of the field. He knows where Quandre Diggs, Jamal Adams are, some of the players in that front seven who, you know, a lot of Broncos fans can't name. The Seattle defense is a far cry from the LOB, the Dan Quinn years. So if they just play their brand again, if Russell Wilson just plays his brand of football, takes the shots down the field, opens it up uh, horizontally and in, in, in the intermediate part of the field, I don't see an issue. I want to get your take on this piece from Eric Trickle, Zach. Broncos 2021 draft class, what they need to do to improve in these areas. All right. First thing he says about Patrick Sertan, because obviously – you know, there was a 10-player draft. Four of them are gone, all right? So six remain, and each one kind of has his own special place with this team in terms of, you know, the overall outlook of the team is going to be influenced by each one of these guys to a greater and lesser degree. But Sertan probably, he and Javante, obviously at the, at the very top, what Trickle says he wants to see in terms of improvement is consistency in his physicality. Now, I'm going to quote him. Because Trickle, and I'm, I was right alongside Trickle in, in that he wasn't my number one corner coming out that year. Trickle, who did a lot more film study and breaking it all down than I did, 
um, said this, quote, it was disappointing to see such a prolific college corner shy, who was known for being physical, shy away from making the physical play when needed. He's talking about last year. Those shy away plays came not just against the run, but also in coverage and after the catch. Then there were times when Sertan was plenty physical and didn't back down from contact or making the hard hit. And then he talked about, uh, Zach, how disappointing it was when he would be working against a smaller receiver instead of like making a play for a tackle short of a, the goal line. One play in particular, he allowed a touchdown. So he's not trying to hate on anybody. He's saying, hey, these players, if there's anything they need to improve, what is it? What he's saying, Zach, from Sertan is that physicality, that length, that, that strength that he has, use it more consistently. What say you? I think. It's a fair critique, I, I guess, but that's a teachable component to his game. And his strengths are things that you just can't teach. His intelligence, his IQ, his natural instincts as a ball hawk, as a, de- a defensive back, not necessarily just an outside cornerback. I mean, the guy is a freak athlete, a world-class athlete, a I think a generational prospect, and the Broncos are damn lucky to have him. So, All right, let's see what uh, what's up with Pookie. All right, and Sam Bam, real quick, jumping in. Thank you, brother. He says, prediction for the game, Broncos 34, Seahawks 10. The Seahawks score a garbage-time touchdown late against the backups. The Broncos sack Geno Smith five times and force one or two turnovers. I love it. I love it. We want to hear your prediction, guys. Keep them coming. Um, Zach, what say you on that? You think uh, you think it's going to be that wide of a margin of victory, 20, 30, 24 points? I don't know. Like we picked the over under on last night's podcast and I guess it would be like 35, 36, which is very, very low. But like I said, it could be a game where the Broncos defense wins it for them or or holds off the Seahawks or dominates the game. Not necessarily the Broncos offense could be a slower start. It could be where the Broncos are working things out. It could be more 24 to 10 than 34 to 10, but you know what? A wins, a wins, a wins, a win. And I'm fine with that. The Seahawks are going to have their dander up. I don't think this, I really just, the Broncos are going to win this game. I just don't think fans should necessarily expect a bulldozer here. The Seahawks are going to – those coaches are going to have – and Carroll, you know, he's an intense coach in his own right. Without any additional bulletin board material to add fuel to the fire, then you add that. I just think this is going to be a team that's going to come to play. And the Broncos, ones, to echo what something Travis said earlier, you know what? They haven't played – Real, I mean, no one's played one-on-ones, you know, first team on first team, live bullet speed, you know, regular season NFL intensity yet this year. And the Broncos ones in particular, right, have been reserved for so long. It's going to take a little time to, to get up to speed. And I mean that in a little bit more of a longer term sense. Like I think it'll take a full quarter of the season for this team to kind of get into a groove. And in this game in particular, I think it'll start off with a kind of a thud, And then you'll see the Broncos' overwhelming talent at the key positions start to really make a difference. I hate to keep repeating myself, but something else I talked about last night was rust or no rust. If if you can't beat Geno Smith in a primetime game to kick off your season, if if you lose to Geno Smith, that says all about you that really needs to be said. So they should have no problem holding down a below-average quarterback who I don't even think is on Teddy Bridgewater's level quite frankly, and if you take care of DK Metcalf, take him out of the game, they're really going to have nowhere to go. I'm, that's why I'm not too worried. All right, let me, let me get your take on a couple more of these guys real quick. All right, from Trickle. On Javante Williams, what he needs to improve, he says, you know, impressive rookie campaign, and his issue is far from the physicality thing because he broke tackles at the highest rate in the NFL last year. 
It says the issue is that sometimes it wasn't needed. Williams has to improve his vision and feel, especially with this new wide zone scheme. This scheme can expose this area of concern or lack of vision or just not, you know, vision needs to be a big part of your game if it doesn't improve. Zach, I have said uh, similar things. Like, it's not that I'm so much doubting Javante's ability to take to the wide zone scheme. It's just we haven't really seen him do it yet. And so, yeah, there were a lot of times he would step over a dollar to pick up a dime. In other words, there'd be a little bit of lane that he would either choose not to hit or wouldn't see, and then he would take on the contact instead. And, yeah, you might get like a cool little – highlight play out of him taking a what would have been a tackle for no gain until like a three-yard gain, and he carried a guy or trucked a guy. But if he would have hit the hole, you know, you were looking at a 15-yard gash, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to see him – I want to see that vision kind of narrow too because he has such a great opportunity this year. I kind of feel like we're nitpicking players for the sake of nitpicking them. I mean, these are two of the foundational pieces of the Broncos roster and two very good players at that. And Javante, yeah, I'm sure he can, you know, exhibit better vision. He wasn't perfect as a rookie, but he had almost a thousand yards and a terrible offense as a rookie running back splitting carries with Melvin Gordon. So I think he's off to a pretty good start. And I'll quote what Javante said himself. Different scheme, yeah, different responsibilities, assignments, and this and that, but football is football. Running is running. If you got it, you got it, and Javante Williams has it, and he's going to show that. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner this season less stacked boxes that's going to be a certainty than what Javante had to deal with last year lighter boxes that can play to his uh definitely play to his advantage Naj throwing down a very generous super chat thank you bro he says hey brothers extremely excited for the season and looking forward to seeing you brothers week three we are too dude he says I'm definitely nervous about this game I see the team slow start to the year and Seattle being super fired up, hoping for a strong start. Yeah, I understand why you might be a little nervous. It's too early in the season, probably, Zach, to like throw out trap game or anything like that. But like, you shouldn't overlook any NFL opponent, I think is, is my point here. But is it too early to throw out must-win game? 
Mm. I, I, it's a little reactionary even for me. I, I know a little hyper, hyperbolic to say, but you really have to beat Seattle. If you want to go to the playoffs, if you want to establish yourself among the NFL's elite, if you want to go toe-to-toe with Kansas City, you got to take care of the teams in front of you. You should be the inferior teams in a game that's stacked in your favor. This is one of those inferior teams. Week two, inferior team. The Broncos have a few of them on the roster, including the Jets. If they want to get to 11-12 wins, they got to take care of those kind of teams, and Seattle is one yep. of them. So they really do have to win this game. Go get it. The Queen jumping in to say hi. Great to see you, Christy. Hope you've been well. Thanks for making an appearance. So good to see you, Christy. The podcast would not be the same without it being blessed by the queen. Duchess, That's queen, right. Christy, so so appreciative of you. Thank you so much. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. And hey, love to see you at the meet and greet if we can. George Fox throwing down some stars. What up, bro? I think we win as long as we're not overlooking them. They could bite us in the butt if we are overlooking them. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think the Broncos are overlooking anybody. I just think that, you know, Nathaniel Hackett is a head coach preparing a team for for prime time, for real life speed, bullets, etc. You know, I just don't know what to expect on so many fronts, you know. I think Russell Wilson again, he's the he's the leveler, you know, he's the guy that can take maybe whatever um misgivings or issues there might be with the coaching staff being all relatively young and new some of the newer pieces on the roster and kind of cover those holes that can elevate them. That's what gives me the most confidence about this is, is Russell Wilson going to go into Seattle and lose that game? I just, I can't see it. Yeah. I was thinking, how can you possibly overlook this game? If you're the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, you make one of the biggest trades in NFL history, arguably the biggest in franchise history. You bring in a quarterback, then turn around and face his former team week one in primetime in front of his once adoring fans. No, you can't overlook it. I think Russell Wilson will be locked in for this game. He'll have his teammates locked in. Maybe if it was like the Colts, they were opening up against you can overlook Matt Ryan, let's say, or overlook that Colts team, but you're not going to overlook Seattle Pete Carroll and the rest of the shot callers in Seattle who chose to divorce from Russell Wilson in favor of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Enough True. said. The Queen throwing down a very generous super chat. She says, does Christy, and thank you, Christy. She says, it's good to finally catch a show. We are so close to game one. Yes, we are. One week from this evening. One week from tonight. We're officially in a game week. The Broncos will be back in the building tomorrow. Uh, we're going to get a little availability, some media availability. Uh, it's, a, it's a game week, Zach. Tomorrow we'll get to hear from Coach Hackett, a few select players. I'm sure we'll – well, we'll hear from Russ on Thursday and Justin Simmons. But uh, game prep officially – I mean, like I said, they've been working on that since basically the third preseason game, looking at Seattle. Uh, but it's in earnest. It begins tomorrow as far as the players and the coaches together all under the same roof getting after it. Interestingly, looking over the schedule, I think Hackett gave them Wednesday off or it's going to be a jog through, walk through, whatever kind of day. They just had the weekend off. They didn't practice today and they're going to have Wednesday off and then practice Thursday, Friday, and I believe Saturday for a Monday game. So let's see what the uh, headlines you know, spit out with that choice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, something to note. We'll see. I mean, you do have to factor in, like Zach mentioned, the fact that it is a Monday night game. So they're going to practice Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, rest Sunday, throw down Monday night. 
So Robert Caslow, what's up, buddy? What QB is starting for Seattle? It's going to be Geno Smith. Unless act of God or something between now and then, but the Seahawks named their starter and it's Geno Smith. It's the guy who got his jaw broken by a former teammate with the Jets, that quarterback. Dude, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, Ick, Ick and Campanelli, I think was his name. Some no-name defender just hauled off and punched him right in the right in the dome, right in the face, broke his jaw. Only the Jets. What was this about? Uh, locker room I think, fight? I, I think it was like over like an un, unpaid debt or something like that. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Golly, that'll sting your pride. Phil, he says, 34 to 7 is his score prediction. Four sacks, three turnovers, and then 400 yards of offense. That would be a very nice game. It's hard to lose a game if you get three turnovers. Like, take away t- three takeaways. Take away everything else you mentioned, Phil, from the points to the sacks to the yards. It's very hard to lose a game when you get three takeaways. There are exceptions to that rule. I mean, think back, Zach, to the notorious Brett Rippon start against the Jets in 2020, yeah, 2020, three interceptions, and the Broncos still won that game. That was the exception, though, that kind of proves that rule. So if your team can get three takeaways, dude, they're winning that because that's not even factoring in Russ. That's not factoring anything else. That's a dub. Yeah, we also had that Sam Darnold long touchdown run, so the complete outlier of that game. Yeah, you know, 34-7, total domination, you know, smushing them completely would be great. But if it's 24-7, if it's 20-7, if it's 20-14, if it's 20-19, I really don't care. The Broncos have to win this game, and Chad and I and Scott and a lot of other people in the Broncos orbit believe they will win this game, including the odds makers, I should note. Zach, what do you say to the notion that George Payton and Russell Wilson are competing within the hallowed halls of Broncos HQ? Let me tell you what Peyton said real quick for those of you scratching your head. He said, quote, Russ, where he says, we're all early morning people here talking him, Russ and Hackett. Russ typically beats me in and that drives me. I look for that big truck every time I get here. If I beat him, I'm pretty happy. It's the same when I leave at night. He inspires not only the players and the people in the building, but subconsciously me. You see that through the entire building. All he's doing is working. You heard the stories in Seattle, but we live it. This is genuine. He's all about the process. I've said that a hundred times, but he loves the process and the process of winning. So it's almost like a little litmus test of like a football manhood of of sorts, Zach. Who's there first and who leaves last? Love it. And when those two individuals hold the titles they do with the Broncos, that makes it even better. I also love what Peyton said in the Russell Wilson uh extension press conference that he was asked jokingly if you put a clause in there that limited Russell Wilson to three to four hours of film study you know a little play on the Kyler Murray situation and George Mm -hmm. Payton said I did because I'd be able to finally sleep this is a guy who's constantly FaceTiming Russell Wilson constantly FaceTiming his GM his players everyone around him I mean he is literally obsessed with football and he is your starting quarterback Broncos country get hype absolutely absolutely all right Garth Knight Jumping in on Super Chat. Appreciate that, Garth. You've been very consistent lately, dude. We see you. We notice you. We appreciate you. Keep it up. MHH. (laughs) That's the best way to say it, indeed. All right. MHH, which fan base is the most combative, classless? Raiders. 
I know the salty sea chickens are working their way up the board, he says. Zach, you say Raiders? Yeah, I mean, let's just pull up Dylan's comment. I've had Raiders fans throw trash at me. I would say that takes the cake. Eagles fans, I mean, the team that threw snowballs that had batteries in them at Santa Claus during a game, they had a jail underneath the old stadium in Philly. I think they're number one, but Raiders are a close second. Vegas or Oakland? In real life, like in terms of fans meeting fans, like whether you're at an away game or maybe you're at a home game and they're in your house or whatever, I would agree that it's going to either be Raiders or Eagles. But the fans that to me are the most obnoxious and classless, to use your word there, my friend Garth, are the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry. I cannot countenance these folk, these people in the middle of the uh, the country. They are redonk. They bother me. And they, ha- they bothered me for what it's worth, Zach, long before Patrick Mahomes ever landed in Arrowhead Stadium. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, you're just completely honest about it. I love it. You know, I think any fan base has their collection of bad apples. I didn't go for I, – I chose classless to answer that question. Let me hit obnoxious for a second. And maybe not so much anymore, but Patriots fans in the Tom Brady era were completely and utterly insufferable. And I yeah. feel like – haven't interacted with many of them. I feel like Buccaneers fans have the same affliction now. So Brady is the answer to the question. all right um okay let me check the chat i want to make sure that we're not missing anybody here clayton heron is a uh, great supporter on facebook let's grab this from him he says uh coming in late how many rushing yards do you guys think we get and how many yards and tutties will uh cook and wilson throw are you are you talking just the seattle game clayton let's just keep it limited to the seattle game Zach, what's your answer for Clayton? Yeah, Scott and I talked about this last night, too. Um, I I have a feeling that Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson have a message they want to send to his former team. The Seahawks in primetime, yada, yada, all the storylines. I think they might, the Broncos, overcompensate with uh, Russell Wilson a little bit, have him air up the ball a few extra times than necessary, deep passes, you know, game-breaking shots. I feel like uh, he'll have... I'm going to say 275, 280, and three touchdowns. Close to a perfect passer rating or a really stellar passer rating. Week two, though, is where the Broncos' rushing attack takes over because Russell Wilson won't have to win that game. They're playing Houston. They can get by on their ground game. This is on paper, it should be noted, but that's where I feel like Javante and Melvin will go off. Week one, though, is the Russell Wilson show. I agree. Leroy, what's up, brother? He says, I know the right tackle position is shaky. Billy Turner isn't 100%, so who do we start at right tackle, Anderson or Fleming? Well, the Broncos are telling us that Billy Turner is going to be this is barring some kind of setback. Billy's your starter week one. If the choices, though, are Calvin Anderson, Cameron Fleming, or Leroy Williams, I'm taking Leroy Williams. That's how – yeah. That's how, you know, the least bit confident I can be in the options behind Billy Turner. And even he, we're overrating just a little bit because those alternatives are so poor. So, God willing, knock wood, Billy Turner's healthy, and Billy Turner stays healthy, and uh, is the player Hackett and company think he is. I'm just, uh, we're, we're, we're getting a little bit low on time, so I'm just kind of sifting through some of the comments here on the chat. Questions about, Zach, who's the, t- who's the starting tight end? Well, it's going to be, on paper anyway, it's going to be Alberto. What about Jonas Griffith, Zach? What's the last you heard on Jonas Griffith? I think they're 
not pushing him to be ready for week one, but they're kind of just letting the recovery period play out. Nathaniel Hackett seems like he's pretty confident he'll play, but they'd be stupid to give him, you know, full starters reps right off the bat, coming off a dislocated elbow in the preseason. He's coming back ahead of time. He should help out against that Seattle defense. But fortunately, because Geno Smith is the Seahawks quarterback, they don't necessarily need Jonas Griffith in this game. They can get by with Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, and that's when they're running packages that have inside linebackers. So I think we'll see a full and healthy and ready Jonas in week three. Guess what? Against his former team, the 49ers in prime time. Lorenzo, looking forward to seeing you, buddy. Looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. And by the way, we do owe a shout out real quick here. In Now, on, on YouTube, for what it's worth, Michaela won the drawing fair and square. Super Chat Superstars, fair and square. But, but, a special shout out and thank you to Ethan of the DWI guys and EJ, both of whom were also in the top three. All right, so that would have been the top three is is DWI, uh, EJ. Now, you don't see EJ as much in the chats. He's been there, but he's big on the super thanks side. So he watches on demand and throws down a super thanks. And then Michaela, both Ethan, who lives in the UK, and EJ respectfully bowed out of consideration. So it opened it up. I mean, Michaela was in no matter what. She was she was number three, so that put her at number one. And the, But it opened the odds for two other people that could have won it, ended up being Michaela. But for what it's worth, Zach, shout out to Ethan and EJ for being gentlemen. That's really, really cool. I'll say it once. I said it a million times. The Broncos fan base is the best in the world, and the MHH network of podcasts has the best supporters in the world. So none of it surprises me, but all of it I'm very appreciative for. We've got, I know this for uh, a fact, we've got Naj coming from Virginia. We've got uh, Ron coming from Georgia. Could it be Dave also makes the trick for from Georgia? I don't know. I would love to see you, dude. Week three. Appreciate the super chat. He says, week one, players of the game, who you got? Hashtag Broncos country and football priests. I think uh, let's just make it a little bit harder on us and remove Russell Wilson from consideration. So other than Russ, who you got, Zach? Let me pick a defender out that's going to terrorize Geno Smith for 60 minutes either Patrick Sertan shutting down the passing game or Simmons getting a couple picks off Gino, or maybe Randy Gregory, Bradley Chubb forcing a couple sack fumbles. Uh, that's on defense on offense. I can see Cortland Sutton considering how they're going to throw the ball. I feel in this game, he can go over a hundred yards. And I saw another question in the comments that who gets the first hundred yard game uh, from Darius real quick here, who gets the first hundred yard game Sutton or Judy. I'm taking Cortland Sutton. He is far and away Russell Wilson's wide receiver one, and he has had the best chemistry with him. And if they do pass a lot, which I think they will, Sutton's going to go off. By the way, BNS, it is good to see you, buddy. The chat was moving really quick at the very top, so I missed your initial comment. So it's great to see you in the live chat, my friend. Yeah, I'm going to say, to answer Dave, I'm going to say on offense, not named Russ, it's going to be Javante Williams doing his thing, carrying some water. And showing that, you know what, might not be perfect out of the gates, but he's going to do just fine in the wide zone. He's going to show you the vision to get her done. On defense, I'm going to say Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb, go get go get Geno Smith and terrorize this man and bring home a dub. Let's get things in the Russ era started off right. Earn that second contract, Bradley. But, Zach, 
let's uh things kind of dying down um marcus says i think washington okay yeah washington as a as a possibility montreal maybe he takes one to the house but we shall see guys we're gonna uh, wrap it up though for tonight and we'll uh we'll talk to you soon but hang tight good to have you back partner i appreciate scott filling in last night and producing yeah thank you scott for us uh, this evening. Hope you guys had a great holiday weekend, had a great Labor Day. That was it for us tonight. We're back on Thursday night, same time, same place. But until that time, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys would want some merch, all new inventory, like you see Chad rocking right now, the hat, huddleuppod.com. Check it out. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. You have my word. And facebook.com slash pod. Like that page. Follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that new merch each and every month. But... If anything, as you see taking below you right this second or listening to the sound of my voice right now, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Guys are the best. Love you. Appreciate you. A special shout out to these great Super Chat superstars tonight. Kenny, I hope we see you, dude. Again, I want to see you week three, bro. Sam Bam, the Duchess, who also... Deserves some congratulations as the Super Chat winner for the red carpet on uh, September 25th. Uh, Naj, the Queen, Garth, and Dave from Georgia, and then our great supporters on Facebook, starting with GLP at the very top, the notorious GLP, the winner on the Facebook side for the red carpet. Going to be a gas. Phil McLaughlin, Marcus Lewis Hanna, Howie Freaking Day, and George Fox. Much love and respect. We'll... uh. We'll see you on this podcast, of course, Thursday, Zach, but we'll be back on the microphone tomorrow from 2 to 3, Mile High Sports Radio, FM 98.1. In Denver, if you're not in Denver, it's all good. Just go to our Twitter accounts, mine and Zach's, and you're going to see us tweeting links right before the show to listen live uh, on demand with your internet machine and then while the show's going. So as long as you're following us on Twitter, you're never going to have a hard time figuring out how to listen to the Mile High Huddle Show. Have a great start to your week, guys. We'll see you Thursday night. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies push boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They push girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 